This week's podcast brought to you in part by Tom's Shoes. With every pair you purchase, Tom's will give a pair of new shoes to a child in need. Just visit whatdotheysaid.com and click on the link for Tom's Shoes. Please. Hallo, ich bin Nina Rausch und Sie hören sich gerade an What Do They Said. Viel Spaß, denn was gibt es sonst anderes im Leben? Did you hear? 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 What do they say? get to hear what Duvet has to say. Hello again, everybody. You are listening to the official podcast of the What Duvet Said Cultural Entertainment Digest, found at whatduvetsaid.com. I am your host, Jason DeFlissy, coming at you from Duvet Studios South in the Hollywood Hills of Los Angeles, California. And joining me, as always, is the man who can beat himself up in his sleep and give himself a black eye, your host... Hello there, this is Robert Bob Duvet coming to you from San Francisco, California, in my own personal pod prison, with no parole in sight, Jace. Oh no, no parole in sight? What happened at the hearing? I thought you had a great lawyer. Didn't you lawyer up? I did lawyer up, but you know what? I, 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 my problem is I, I pick bad lawyers. Oh, is that right? Yeah. You're not going with sluggo, sluggo, and sluggo, are you? <laughs> Oh, you, you've heard of my lawyer. Uh. Yes. Yes, sadly. Sadly, I am. You know, it's funny because he switched law firms and he sent me like, it looks like a birth announcement almost. Oh, really? What goes yeah. uh, for Did you his... get one? No, I haven't gotten one. I don't know if he has my new address. <clears throat> ah, that, be thankful. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you for not keeping me. It's come to think of it, I usually get a card, a Christmas card from Sluggo, Sluggo, and Sluggo. Um, uh-huh. Which I didn't get one this year, so I think I have dropped off the uh, the radar. But fortunately, we know he doesn't listen to this show, so we can talk about him. Yeah, absolutely. That yeah. is one thing you can actually put in the bank. <laughs> so uh, what do we got this week, Rob? Do we have any guests coming in to say hello to us here on the our exciting show? Well, you know, we do have a, we have a few guests. Yeah. Um, and they're all related to one show. I don't know. Have you been watching ABC's The Bachelor? Uh, we'll get into that. I know that was our homework assignment this week, so we will we will talk about that when that section of the show shows up. I will tantalize you by saying that I feel a bit betrayed not knowing going in that The t- Bachelor is two hours long. Oh, yeah, I know. My, my bad. I should have told you that. But oh. if I told you that, it would have been dead in the water. Yeah, that's true. Do we have people from The Bachelor coming in today? We do. We have... Three recently, um, I guess you know, kicked to the curb participants of the of the Bachelor. Can we call and, them? Uh, uh, can we call them deflowered? <laughs> I'm sure, and you know, judging from this show, they probably wore deflowered. I think that's how this guy is kind of deciding, you know, who's going to hang around. Oh, oh, I, okay. I will have plenty to say about the Bachelor. I think maybe, but who, who are our yeah. guests? So, so Reba got us. Uh, we have Desperation joining us. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And we have Delusion is also, she was really interesting, Delusion. And then we have Insanity. So the three really popular bachelorettes that are standing by the green wall right now looking lovely and, uh, and really anxious to uh, tell their side of the story. Well, I can't wait. I will clear aside an entire table for them because I'm sure that uh, we will just have to sit and listen because <laughs> I don't think we yeah. have... <laughs> I don't think we have much more to say to them. Because uh, all they do is talk. <laughs> no kidding. And what we love to hear is you, the audience, talk to us. And if you'd like to do that, you can shoot us out an email, said at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook. We are working up like Pat McCormick dialing for dollars, looking to hit that magical number of 200 by March. So help us out by telling a friend. You can just search for What Duvet Said in your little search engine there and click on the like button when you find us. Subscribe to us on iTunes or give us a phone call at 917 no that's that's my phone number mm. call me 415-937-0445 that's 415-937-0445 fantastic wow we're off and running and it's in another exciting episode of the what do they said tank you know i i haven't quite figured out 
what we should call this now that we're not talking about Survivor. We used to call it the Survivor Tank, but now that Survivor's uh-huh. not on the air, I'm I'm not sure what to do. It's funny calling it the Tank because it sounds like vaguely militaristic. Okay, let's just call it the Tank then. I also like because there's the Snark Tank uh, segment, so I think yeah. since that's always around that we can just sort of call it the Tank. You build it around the, build it around our our, our snark tank segment. Well, that's a yeah, so. that's turning uh, lemonade from lemons. Is that the expression, right? Something like that. I think that's what you're supposed to do. But you know what's funny, Jace? That that's just hasn't been my nature lately. So I was kind of shocked that I even thought to do that. Oh, do you just do you just keep your lemons? <laughs> Is that what you've been doing? Yeah, I just keep. I just pile. I sit on a on a hill of lemons that I've been acquiring. Okay. Well, speaking of lemons, do you have any? News? You know, I, I, there's a couple items. I, I didn't have time to do my usual digging, so let's see what I have here. I actually got a couple that you sent me. Yeah, I did uh, I did a little bit of, since we were off last week, and we can talk about why we were off last week, um, I did do a little news research myself. Okay, great. Well, here, let's, let's do one of the ones that uh, you were kind enough to, uh, to discover yeah. from the Daily Record in the U.K., <laughs> yes, exactly. I love London newspapers. By the way, I'm constant. They have so much news in in London, uh, or just in England in general. I'm constantly reading really? all their news. Yeah, there's the London Times, there's the Daily News, there's the Sun, there's the BBC. It's it's forever. Which which was story was this? Are you are you some kind of limey lover, Jace? I fell in love with London when I was in London, and uh, I I yeah, I really like to to check in with London and and. Yeah, okay, sure, I'll say it. I'm a limey lover, yeah. <laughs> nice. If I was going to give you a swag bag, I would give you, like, a lot of limes to prevent scurvy. Okay, great. With your lemons and my limes? <laughs> oh, my God. We can make Sprite. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, here we go. Here, let me, uh, the, the headline alone was just awesome. Police arrest owl. So an owl, like, who, who? For being drunk on schnapps. <laughs> yes, yes, I do remember this story. And describe. I love this whole this whole story. Describe, describe to me again what it's happened. A, okay, it's a short one, so I can just read it to you. Police in Germany arrested an owl that got drunk on schnapps, according to German media. Cops said on Tuesday they had discovered a paralytic owl that appeared to have drunk too much schnapps from two discarded bottles. A woman walking her dog alerted the police after seeing the bird sitting on the side of the road, oblivious to passing traffic. <laughs> the brown owl didn't appear to be injured, and officers quickly concluded that it had one too many. One of its eyelids was drooping out of the general impression of inebriation. It wasn't staggering around, and we didn't breathalyze it. <laughs> no, they wouldn't do that, Chase. No, no, no. <laughs> but there were two little bottles of schnapps in the immediate vicinity, so doing their great detective work, the German police deduced that the owl had been imbibing and tipping a bit there on the snaps. That's fantastic. I love Should that. Should do it. I love that. Would you call that a shocker or a not shocker? Well, shit, man. Owl, owl getting drunk on schnapps? <laughs> oh, not not our friend Owl. Um, no, an owl. Absolutely. That for me is a shocker. Right. I think more... Sh- <laughs> Things like this news story always surprise me. I, I, I'm also going to say that this is a... Because uh, the that it's news, for one thing, just blows my mind. That it actually got out onto the news wire that this happened. Like, how does that happen? How does that news? You know what I mean? Like, if you and I were walking down the street and we saw a drunk owl or an owl that we thought... like That it went so far... <laughs> That not only did somebody yeah. see it, but somebody called the cops. And the cops, you know, they didn't do a breathalyzer, but they ascertained the inebriation. And they did detective work. Oh, wait, there's a bottle of schnapps right there. <laughs> <laughs> the owl must have drunk that. Oh, it's just so, it's, it's also fantastic. And I, I, I hope the owl's okay, or if it had to go into rehab, or, you know, what, what sort of problems the owl was dealing with to get so hammered, you know? Great. Love that. Love the owl story. Anything else? Um, yeah, okay, well, let's, let's try this one here. Well, this happened a little while ago, so some people may know this, but I, I tend to think that our listeners are busier with much headier things than the fact that Peter Fonda found a dead body in a car. I heard about that. Yeah. <laughs> Driving down Sunset. So now that, that to me says that, first of all, it's not a shocker for me that Peter Fonda 
has found a dead body because he seems like the type. <laughs> what what sort of type is that? Well, you know, he's kind of a little, you know, easy rider, a little rough around the edges. That he was um, so obs- you know, I think that he was so observant to notice that. I mean, would you you live in a metropolitan area and this happened on Sunset Boulevard here in in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Would you driving, first of all driving, do you ever notice anything that's happening in cars on the side of the road? I walk and I don't notice anything that's happening in cars on the side of the road. So, yeah. No. So he was very observant. True. You know, it's nice to know that our celebrities are vigilant. Yeah, no doubt. And if I were to be discovered, if I were to die on in a car on the side of Sunset Boulevard, I would hope that someone would notice me. I would hope that Peter Fonda would notice me. That would be quite an honor. Yeah, exactly. That would be Yuli's gold. You know, I worked for Peter Fonda. Um, oddly enough, back in the early mid nineties. Yeah. What were you doing for Peter Fonda? Training him to discover the corpses? Well, be, no, before they burnt the, this, uh, restaurant bar, LA hotspot to the ground, um, there was a place called the Thunder Roadhouse. You remember that place, uh, Jason? Yes. Yes, I do. I, I came to see you at the Thunder Roadhouse. Oddly enough on Sunset Boulevard, maybe this dead body was left over from that. Yeah, maybe it was like built into the wall, like you know. he knew where to look. Right. Clearly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's so it's all starting to add up. Right, I th- I'm beginning to think Peter Fonda is not as innocent as he seems. <laughs> no, uh, it was he was. You know, there were many owners, but the celebrity names were Peter Fonda, Dennis Hopper, and uh, Dwight Yoakam. Right, I remember Dennis Hopper. I didn't. I don't think I ever knew Dwight Yoakam. He was the only one of them that I actually saw on a pretty regular basis because he would, he had a knack for coming in right as we were closing, and then he was always surprised when we weren't thrilled to see him. Oh, is that Dwight? <laughs> yeah, I get it? Is that Dwight? Uh... But now that I'm such a big fan of Dwight Yoakam, because then I, you know, I didn't really care, but now I really like his music. I probably would have been a lot more like enthusiastic about him showing up and would have gave better service. Are you really a Dwight Yoakam fan now? Oh, yeah, dude, I love him. I, I went and saw him one time. It was kind of, this is kind of a funny story. I, I went, I talked Alan, our friend Alan, and our friend Dennis to go see him at this like pseudo cowboy bar in Fremont called the uh, Saddle Rack or the Cattle Ranch or something like that. Sure. And he was great. Like his voice is awesome. His band was like top notch. And it was just trippy to be in an environment where like people were actually like kind of line dancing and you know, really gussied up in cowboy attire, cowboy hats and boots and wranglers and whatnot. And at one point, we're sitting there watching the band. I'm like, hey, Al, how do you like it? You know, and our friend Alan is Korean. And he turned to me and he's like, oh, this is great. The band's great. He's like, yeah, but thanks a lot for taking me to the place where I'm the only Asian person <laughs> in, in, in the entire building. And I looked around and he was he was right as hell. Oh, wow. Well, perhaps he, we yeah. can... Uh... Perhaps he can now know what it feels like to live on the peninsula as a white man. Ha. Ha. That's funny. I told him to just blend in. <laughs> yeah, put on a cowboy hat and line dance. <laughs> oh, shit. So, uh, yeah, that's the Peter Fonda story. Yeah, and an interesting twist, too, now. Isn't the Thunder Roadhouse kind of a, a, a country-themed uh, bar now with the mechanical bull and stuff, right? It is, yeah. When, when was it I visited you? Probably about over a year ago now, right? Yeah, Yeah, and we went there. We went there, and there was a big uh, mechanical bull right there in the middle. Only it was like kind of like it seemed to me like it was sort of taken over by the ghetto. Oh, that's right. We were there on an evening where uh, there were not the ratio was not as Alan described it at the Dwight Yoakam concert. Yeah, it was just funny. And then there was just like these sisters riding the bull with their junk just flying everywhere it was crazy yeah i do remember that i remember seeing a lot more uh lace than i was anticipating now that i'm thinking about it it was kind of hot oh the waitresses were hot i know that much yeah hot waitresses (laughs) yeah Uh, like that flow from alice that's right i would like to have some grits of hers um, I was watching Alice, or I was talking with someone about Alice not too long ago, and that, uh, oh, never mind. It's so unnecessary. 
talking about huh. the TV show Alice is such an unnecessary tangent when we have current TV shows to talk about later. And oh, do we have current TV shows to talk about? Is there any more news? Yeah, yeah, we got a couple more news stories. Well, this this one also was one that you sent me. Uh, I love it. I love this one. It says burglars snort man's ashes. Thought it was cocaine. <laughs> yeah. That's the first thing. Guess what state this happens in, Jace? Oh, well, I have a one in... Actually, I was going to say I have a one in 50 shot, but I think, truthfully, I really have about a one in 20 shot, I'm guessing correctly. I'm going to say New Jersey. Yeah, I know. Ooh, New Jersey. That would have been a good guess. Florida. Florida, duh. Oh, wow. Now that you say it, it seems so obvious. We should really have a guess the state crime quiz every week. (laughs) Let's do that. Maybe that's a new segment. We'll we'll work on that one. We'll we'll tell the story, then we'll have to we'll ask, you know, you or I or a listener to guess the state. Perfect. I like it. Find some music right. for that, or, Reba. Yeah, Reba, get on that. All right. So um, it says your burglar snorted the cremated remains of a man and two dogs. Ooh, bestiality! In the mistaken <laughs> belief that they had stolen illegal drugs. That's hysterical. I, the, yeah, I wonder if the dog. man and the dogs were cremated ensemble, like if all the ashes were mixed together or if they had to pocket three different urns or baggies. Maybe they were in plastic baggies. You think they were in bindles? They were like in separated like gram bags <laughs> yeah. laid out on the mantle? Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah, I don't know. I want to know who the hell snorts cocaine that is ashen gray. I mean... Yeah, either they were really, really hard up or they really had never known what cocaine was. I picture like a couple of doofus, you know, 20-year-olds who come across it thinking, oh, my God, this is it. We found all this coke. And and it was like probably labeled like, you know, it's like, you know, Fido. Oh, yeah, this Fido stuff is great. You know, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, intense. That is good. And so um, that for me is, you know, I'm going to say that's not a. No, I actually agree with you. I don't think that is a either because uh, that's just the sort of thing I believe people do. (laughs) And one last one, this one I've been saving because I wanted to talk with you about this. All right. Let me get serious here. Okay. I wanted to talk with you about this. Um. This one is 10 signs you'll be a high-maintenance girlfriend. Mm, interesting. And I thought that you might be interesting to uh, you know, pitch the, some of these things because you, you date. I do. And uh, I'm sure you've had your encounters with some high-maintenance ladies. I have, yes. So here's what you should look for, Jace. Do you want to know? I do. Should I sit down? I, I, I thought you were sitting down. Should I stand up? Stand up. Do the hokey pokey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What are the warning signs? Or, yeah, what, what are these 10 signs? Okay, so th- I don't think these are in any particular order. So I'll just rattle them off to you. Okay, number one here on this list is long decorated fingernails. Ah, interesting. Okay, that seems clear to me. I don't think I would ever date someone with long decorated fingernails anyway. I think they look really creepy. Those people that have, you know, where they have to, everything they kind of touch and they, they have to like manipulate the movement around their long decorated fingernails. Yeah, right. And then they do that terrible thing where they run those like long icky fingernails through their hair to kind of like separate their hair and push it off their face. Right. Yeah. I'm actually not a big fan of, I, I, I like Painted fingernails, sure, but painted fingernails that have like a design in the fingernail, I'm not really into that. I can't, I don't like that, yeah. Whenever I'm scrolling for porn, that that will definitely not qualify. Right, yeah, and it's so hard to find good porn without things like that. Well, nowadays, yeah, okay. So, and number two, a fur-lined jacket. Interesting. Fur-lined jacket. I don't encounter that very much here in Los Angeles, though. But so that's probably a, a buy for me. Yeah, maybe that's a that's an East Coast thing. Okay, sure. Okay, next. Heels over three inches. Okay. Hmm. I wonder why that would be high maintenance heels. What do, what's your take on that? Well, what what they're saying is it's. Um, let's see. It, it's you're high maintenance because they're highly impractical, basically. 
You know, if you have over three inch heels, it means, you know, you kind of teeter around like some sort of, uh, you know, circus high walker. And yeah, it just, it, it ends up being, you know, more notice me in my high heels and help me, you know, do this and don't walk so fast because I'm in these high heels <laughs> and yada, so yada, yada. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. All right. Interesting. Uh, so far, I, I don't, oh. I, I haven't run across these warning signs with my height and maintenance women. So maybe, we'll, is there anything about, um, come see my show? <laughs> in Gosh, there? let me see. I don't think so. But there, here's a couple. Well, well, pink rhinestone cell phone covers. You ever encounter that? No, 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 not on anyone over the age of 16. You know what it is? You're, you're, you have discerning tastes, and so you're not dating probably these Hollywood bimbos. Yeah, well, probably a more accurate statement would be that these Hollywood bimbos aren't dating me. <laughs> we'll ask Joy about that. Why Hollywood bimbos don't want to date you. Yeah, let's bring Joy back. We we got to get Joy working on you, too, by the way. Well, she's going to come back. She 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 vowed that that she will work on me. Yeah, we're talking about our guest from last week, Joy Nordenstrom. What's her last name? Nordenstrom. Nordenstrom, yeah. Relationship expert, matchmaker, certified matchmaker. She was on the show last week. So if you missed it, uh, download and listen to that so you can understand what we're talking about now. Yeah, I believe it was called The Tank, and it was called The French Episode. Yes, correct. The French Episode. All right. Here's one to look out for, Jace. Yeah. Hair weaves and extensions. Ah, okay. I'm feeling like this is all very East Coast, these things. I, although I, we, no. we've probably seen hair this weaves. This has got to be Hollywood, man. This sounds L.A. to me. I don't know if I run into very many people with extensions, or maybe I just don't know. Maybe I'm too busy you know, staring into their eyes and listening to the conversation. You, you will spot extensions. Look for them now. Whenever somebody has like impossibly like kind of like really long flowy hair or just hair that just seems really unnatural given their tax bracket, it's usually hair extensions. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Good. Good. All right. Off the boat Russian or Eastern Europeans are way too high maintenance. <laughs> That's on your list? Yeah, it says that off the boat Russian or Eastern European. Wow. <laughs> okay. Goodness. Yeah, this, that's an East Coast thing for sure. Yeah. Because no doubt. I've seen them and they're like, first of all, they all look miserable. Yeah. You know, unless they're like having money spent on them. Interesting. Okay. All right. Royalty infused throw pillows. So if you go to somebody's house and they have these kind of very regal throw pillows littered about their couches and their beds. Wow. Okay. You know who yeah. I I can actually think of somebody who does that. Really? Yeah. And she she's the mother of my daughter. Throw pillows <laughs> everywhere. Everywhere. You can't even sit on the couch for all the throw pillows. You know what I mean? Well, let me let's test it out. Was she high maintenance? Uh yeah. Well, there you go. See, this is scientific almost now. We've proved it. Wow. We've proved the theorem. Although this is kind of like reading my horoscope. We've gone through all these things, and suddenly I was like, oh, my goodness, you're right. Throw pillows. <laughs> that says it all. Well, if you like throw pillows, if you like throw pillows, how are you with stuffed animals? Oh, no. No, 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 no. No stuffed animals. Thank you very much. Especially not this, – this may be snark tank material, although it, it doesn't – I don't yeah. think I can expand it too much. Stuffed animals in the back window of your car. Oh, yeah. That's weird. Yeah, that's weird. That's kind of creepy. Can you taking them around for a ride and whatnot? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Yeah, stuffed Ooh. animals on the bed or stuffed animals. I, I can understand having like the one, your doll or something that you've... Yeah, your whoopee. Yeah, your whoopee that you've had since childhood that you've kept around. But a bed full of stuffed animals, is that part of your list? Is wow. How much more on your list is there? I think we've heard five there's or only, six. There's only, uh, there's only two more. Okay. Ordering fruity drinks. Ordering fruity drinks. That makes them high maintenance? Interesting. I wonder how, what the correlation with that is. I don't see that. I I think it just, you know, it, I guess you want a woman that just throws back the whiskey or something. <laughs> yeah, I guess I do want that. And, f and last is, this is kind of obvious, dog in purse. Oh, dog in purse. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Kind of like uh, Mrs. Sluggo, Sluggo and Sluggo, right? Ah, very good. Yes, we also definitely know he doesn't listen to the show, so we can, we can we can say that. Wow. So there you go. That that is uh. So, I mean, this doesn't really fall in the shocker or not shocker category, 
But uh, I thought it was just kind of an, an interesting list to compile. Good. I appreciate that. I like that. I like that. I, it's good for me to keep an eye out. I don't know how helpful that is to me because I, I think I would just intuitively avoid those types of women anyway. I don't think the, they're really on my radar. Yeah, that that's uh, that's best. Best, I think, Jace, because if you did find yourself gravitating towards them, you would have to deal with all of that baggage. Okay, good. Well, thanks, Rob. I appreciate your caring for me. I do care for you, Jace. You know what, Jace? Uh, we did get a, a phone call from uh, Steve from Union City. Oh, I would say I'm surprised, but I'm not. Let's give it a listen, shall we? Hi, this is Steve from Union City. I read your guy's article in TV Today about the masters of television, and I have a couple questions for you. Who do you think you are, and where do you get off? There we are, Steve from Union City again. I, I can see why you picked that call to play after our long hiatus out of the mail sack. Oh, I forgot to play the mail sack theme. There we go. Now, now we're officially in the mail sack. <laughs> yes, the mail sack. Um... I'm, I'm kind I'm of swimming in seminal fluid. <laughs> That's so interesting that you say that. I watched uh, the Miracle of Life over this weekend, the Nova special from the '80s about uh, how was that with Robbie Benson? Uh, no, 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 it's not with Robbie oh. Benson. You must be thinking of the other Miracle of Life. Um, maybe I'm just saying this by way of avoiding addressing Steve from Union City directly. Steve, I'm unclear. Are you are you clear on any of this, Rob? Well, first of all, I had no idea there was a. A publication called TV Today that we wrote for. Right. But um, oh, sure, I would say that we're masters of television. I agree. I, uh, who, who do you think you are, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> that, I think that is the best place to start. Who do I think I am? <laughs> um, well, you know, I, I always kind of fancied myself something of a bon vivant. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, you know, I have some neurotic tendencies and, uh, you know, I'm a... I'm fairly, uh, how should I put it? I'm mildly disagreeable, but, uh, but but fairly endearing. Okay. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I might. You know what we should do? Maybe f to help Steve from Union City out for our next episode, why don't we create a, a segment uh, of 10 signs to, to, to alert you uh, of who we think we are? Ah, I like it. I smell a, 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 a whole segment with music and a uh and just a whole uh, rich tapestry of, of production okay and uh, let's 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 bump it up a notch how about i create mm -hmm. the list of you and you create the list of me oh so i'm right down who i think you are yeah in 10 easy segments you know uh painted fingernails uh, uh royal throw <laughs> pillows whatever it is that that you think is indicative of me and then i will do the okay. same for you uh and then we can we can properly answer steve from union city's well-worded and extremely well thought out question i'm all for it i think also since we're doing that maybe we should tackle the second half of it was where do we get off yeah. Well, okay. Do we want I can come up with 10 places that I get off <laughs> right now. <laughs> All right. How about that? You know, actually, I think in the interest of fair play, maybe we should keep the the rules the same and I'll write 10 places I think you get off. Okay. And then you can write 10 places that you think I get off. Perfect. Excellent. I, I'm in. Thank you, Steve from Union City. As always, we love to hear from all of our listeners with any questions or contributions you can have from the show. What do they said at gmail.com or like Steve from Union City does frequently, you can call us at 415-937-0445. I just feel compelled to give out my home number, I which... Would be disastrous, I would imagine, because the yeah. flood of phone calls, fan fan calls oh, yeah. and stalkers. Oh, yeah. Well, we can... Do call. Yeah, okay, great. So, but when last we left, um, for those of you who remember, we had a couple homework assignments. Our homework assignment last week, since we don't have these shows to talk about, or last episode, was that you had assigned me to watch The Bachelor, and yes. I had assigned you to watch a show that is not on currently, but is coming back for its... Actually, I, I say it's the third season, but I think it's the second half of the second season is coming back in March mm -hmm. called Make It or Break It. Um, yes, sir! So I am going... I will start by saying that 
Uh, I did not watch last week's episode of The Bachelor because I was at the Ovation Awards, which was on Monday night, and I it plum I plum forgot. But I did watch. You were so selfish. I know. I apologize for that. But I did watch this week's episode of The Bachelor, and I will I will say this. Which I will echo earlier. Two hours? Really? This show is two hours long every week? I know. And, and he, the personality, what's his name? Brad Womack? Yeah, Brad, Brad, I guess, yeah. He's a bar owner from Austin, Texas. So it's, like, it's not like he's a fighter pilot or, uh, you know, a heir to the Firestone you know, fortune like some of these other bachelors. This guy's like a bar owner in Austin, you know, which is I'm sure cool, cool enough. And he's a good looking guy, but he is not. I wouldn't say he's he's a, any Nobel laureate or uh, a Rhodes Scholar or any of those things. No, he really couldn't be less engaging. And it seems to me his main function on the show is is to try out to be the host of the show. Like he comes in and he says, today we're going to go on this date and how oh, we're going to go to uh, here comes a helicopter. You know, like he he's performing all these duties that there is a host, right? Wasn't there a guy who shows yeah. up like he showed up at the end and walked out and said, there's one rose left. And then he left like that seemed to be all he did all episode. Yeah, that guy, his name's Mark, I think. And he's yeah, he's been the host since the show began. But yeah, I agree. I there's nothing very compelling about this guy, but I guess if you throw a bunch of you know, well maybe we should ask Desperation um, <laughs> if, if she has an opinion on this. Um, all these women in there, and then just tell them, yeah, this 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 guy is the one you want to marry. They'll just claw and fight and punch each other in their sleep. Is that what happened to that that chick? Well, yeah, I'm a little I feel like I'm a little behind coming in on episode 4 because there there's there's clearly been a history and a backstory with some of the favorite bachelorettes that wasn't evident. Yeah, I can I can get you up to speed. Okay, that wasn't evident like Emily and then the the weepy Ashley, not the smoking hot Ashley with the weird voice, but the other Ashley. Uh-huh. Um they seem they seem to have some sort of a pull on the bachelor that I, I missed in this episode. That must be history from past episodes, right? Well, yeah, the, 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 the weepy Ashley, are we talking about the little one? Well, the one who got She's all kinda... freaked out in the hot tub this week, Ashley two or Ashley yes. H or whatever. Her name Ashley is. H. Yes. She went on a early date with him. I think one of the first solo dates where he took her to a carnival you know, they had a whole carnival set up with rides and, you know, squirt the clown in the mouth and all that shit. And they had this great date and he could really – I could really be myself around her. It was great. That sort of yeah. thing. And so they had this connection and they made out. And then ever since – because, you know, the, the part of the deal with the show is he goes on dates with other women. Right, yeah. And she's having a very, very difficult time watching him, you know – she feels as if he has the same feelings with everybody, and they—they they, he said they had something special, and yada, you know, it's just like, well, what do you expect? You're in a, a dating show with twenty other chicks, where the the point is to whittle you down to one that ultimately he's gonna fake propose to, and they're gonna break up, but all being, you know, told through the eyes of Us Magazine, right? Yeah. So let, let me ask you this. On that date, did he choose to go to a carnival because she has a deathly fear of carnivals? That seems to be what the theme is to this to this show. Well, doesn't that build doesn't that build trust? If you're if you're afraid of, of crystal meth carnies and, 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 and them operating the ride to which you both get on. Yeah. You know, wouldn't that build some trust? Yeah, because isn't that the whole idea? Like, I'm terrified of water, so let's go underwater. I'm terrified of heights, so let's rappel down the side of a building. That's the whole idea of it, to get them to instantly bond through their fear? I think so. I think, is that, isn't that what relationships are? It's trust, Jace. It's trust. You're talking to the wrong guy who knows what relationships are because <laughs> I can't seem to maintain one. Is there anything? I think there should be something on your list, though, high-maintenance women, about women who give themselves their own black eye. Isn't there something about that? Yeah. I mean, she's another one that, like, her whole objective, that particular one, I forget what her it's name Michelle, is. Michelle, isn't it? Michelle? Yeah. Michelle, okay. Her whole objective is to win. Yeah, okay. She's playing the game it, then, right? Yeah. 
you know, and it's to win. I want to win him like he's the, you know, stuffed animal that you get from the carnival. But it just kind of seems to fly in the whole face of the objective of the show, which is to find true love. Right. Like winning and finding true love seldom sync up. Yeah, well, it really was the Michelle show this week. And I have to say that when she was on screen, I was riveted. I, she was the one that... Oh, she's hot. Well, she is hot, but she's also... Um complicated (laughs) uh so yeah she's really entertaining television and she was the one that i could tell who she was whether she was in makeup or not in makeup like i couldn't really tell chantel chantel O is that her name um like i can't tell what she looks like like i can't tell a lot of them i can't tell apart they look like different women when they're in their evening gowns and when they're hanging out the house by themselves i can't really keep them straight yeah, no, I agree. It's like when you have that many pretty girls, they all start to look like one another um, or they all just kind of look like a genus of pretty women. Yeah. And and I would be like – they had that moment where he goes up to the the hot tub and he has the rose. Right. When the Ashley H1's acting all weird and kind of being like you know drama. Yeah. And then he was like – you could tell he was going to give her the rose, you know, the, the, the ease her – tenseness and then he kind of was just like well, she's being weird yeah i'm gonna go make out with how about yeah. you yeah. why don't i go make out with you <laughs> who i've never seen before or talked to and you said you yeah, were you weird look, about me to dr drew Shit. yeah exactly and so i was laughing at that because that would totally be i mean i think the the, the real male response is like you have like that many hot bitches in a hot tub you're just going to like – and you have really carte blanche to pick and choose them and they all seem very like okay with that. Like there, I would be completely at the, the whim of my own libido. Oh, absolutely. And there, there, there appears to be every – maybe not at the carnival <clears throat> or, and apparently not at next week at this racetrack. But this episode was clearly designed to get women in bikinis as often as possible. Yeah, Definitely. Which I'm all for. It's like they they get in bikinis and and the other thing that's really I'm surprised OSHA's not involved in this show because there's a lot of women in bikinis with a lot of glassware near the hot right. tub, yeah, and alcohol. And I, I don't know, you know, I've never been a, a a lifeguard, but I'm guessing that you know that that's some sort of infraction. Yeah, you know, you're not supposed to have glass by the pool. I know that very well. Yeah, so there you go. But yeah, no, I, don't you think it's just such a, a ridiculous? You know who we should pull in for this who? discussion? Uh, who? who? L- listener Sean. Oh, okay, sure. Oh, yes. Because I, yeah, I, I actually, he, I've noticed updates uh, that are really insightful coming from him on on Facebook, and I think that he he would have a lot to lend to this. Discussion. All right. Well, I will reach out to listener Sean to see if he would like to contribute to the Bachelor discussion because I don't know how much longer I can I can stick it out. I I, I am watching, but I, I was I felt a little confused and I was kind of scrabbling for I, I'm not following the through line yet. And all I was doing was being absorbed with Lindsay, who unfortunately didn't get a rose this week. And she was my absolute favorite because she is just my type. She was pissed, too. Wasn't she pissed when she had the lead? She was. And I was pissed, too, because I couldn't get enough Lindsay. Oh, I love the redheads with the. With the brown eyes, yeah, she, she was. Hot. Yeah, she's a she's a good looking woman. Um, so and I just didn't like yeah, suddenly so, the, he was talking about Emily and how Emily was the one that everybody loved, and I was like, who? What? I haven't seen her at all this entire episode, so I felt a little lost. Yeah, I, I definitely think that um, it's uh, two hours is a lot to ask, and I didn't realize myself when I said The Bachelor that it was two hours long. I thought it was just one hour. I thought the opening episode was two hours because they had to introduce a lot of people. But now I see that that's just the running time on it. So, you know, you're under no obligation to watch two hours of Bachelor. Right. You could probably just get like an update on Entertainment Weekly or something. Yeah. Well, like that. maybe what I'll do is I'll fast forward and and try to pick and choose the parts that I want to see. So we'll see. I'll exactly. stick it out. And you know. looks like it, it is my homework assignment, and I will stick to it. And I, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm, let's ask, uh, I gave you the homework assignment to watch the pilot episode of the TV series Make It or Break It, and did you get a chance to do that? I not only watched the pilot episode, Jason, I am on episode six of Make It or Break It season ah! one. 
Oh, I'm so happy that you said that because I love Make It or Break It. And when I watched the, you know, I, I, I dated a girl who was in it. Uh, and uh, I, that's why I watched who, the pilot who, episode. Who? Well, you, you know, she, she was only in the pilot episode. She was one of the judges in the pilot episode. So she hasn't what been back. Um, huh. But I decided that I would... Uh, watch episode two just in case and i mm-hmm. as well am up through episode six just let me let me be clear here what was the, what was the last thing that happened or maybe maybe let me tell you because i might only be through episode five the last okay let me start over again okay what is it that you love about make it or break it <laughs> <laughs> uh well first of all you know me very well so you anybody that knows me knows that i have a the the taste of a of a a like a preteen when it comes to my television viewing and not in a creepy way. And so this is really, this is geared towards that demographic. Young girls. Um, it, it's got everything. This show has just everything that I love. It's, it's dramatic. It, it tackles, you know, issues of the day. Right. Yeah. Um, it's so far what I what I have seen up through. I think I've seen episode six. Have you seen you've seen the fashion show, right? Yes. Oh, that was the best. I, I, my wife and I, because she's watching it with me now, too. Yeah. And we just could not get it. It's the perfect like combination of cheese. And God, there's just so much to like about it. I can't even put it into words. I just like it. Right. Okay. So let's describe to the to those of you who aren't hip to make it or break it yet. What this show is? It's the story of uh, the Rocky Mountain Gymnastics Training Center for uh, uh, female gymnasts who are prepping to go to the Olympics. And there's three uh, three girls there who have been working there. And then there's one girl who shows up. This girl Emily who moves yes. into town. Uh, and and everyone sort of dislikes her when she first shows she's up. From, she's the Joe of the show. She's the wrong side of the tracks right exactly they're all wealthy girls who have been training at the rock for years now and then she comes in as sort of the upstart who who does things really well and it's the story of them accepting her and bitching with her and so far in okay so you saw the fashion show episode have you seen when denver came and they did the competition with denver yeah that's the most recent one i watched okay perfect that's the most recent one i watched as well look at that Um, we are in sync, my friend. We are in sync. And so far in, in this series, we've had, let, let me see if I've got this right. We've had adultery. Uh, we've yes. had underage drinking. Absolutely. Uh, we've had underage sex, including losing, oh, yes. losing virginity. Um, Cherries were popped, sir. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, what, just what I also love about this show is just the way they throw away things like that. It's so sweet and wholesome and all these things are happening. <laughs> uh, yeah. There was this sort of throwaway line with the kind of manager at the Pizza Planet where uh, uh, Emily's – Pizza Planet. <laughs> yeah, or whatever it's called. Emily's mom was filling in for Emily because Emily had to stay and clean mats. And with the... The, the mom is like the cougar of the highest order, right? She like finds all these like teenagers hot. Ooh, oh yeah, hot. yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she, she. I, I, we. The, the parents in this in this show is is a whole nother thing. But I oh love, yeah, oh <laughs> yes, absolutely. I just want to say that the that uh, uh the guy there goes. You know how she does that? She's a meth addict, right? He just sort of threw that out there, right? Did you hear that? Did you notice that? No, I I totally missed that. Yeah, the the girl who's the manager of the pizza place where she worked. Uh-huh. Uh, he was like, yeah, you know how she does all that. She's meth. She's on meth. Yeah, exactly. Great. <laughs> well, these are what teenagers are dealing with. You know, it's funny, Jason. When you suggested this show, I asked you one question. I'm like, will, if this is on my computer, will it get me arrested? And the everything you described is something that would probably raise eyebrows should you know somebody come and confiscate my computer. Right. Yeah, it's true. So thank you for that. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so I love, okay, so there's, okay, the parents, right? We've got Ronnie, who is Kaylee's mom, who is a former pop star with her one single and the, uh, the dad who's just ignoring their relationship because he, he's a former gymnast, uh, who is, uh, wasn't he a former gymnast who failed? No, I think he's a jock. He's just a jock who, who didn't really, you know, it, it, I don't think he was in gymnastics. I think he was in another sport. But yeah, he's 
kind of a failed professional athlete or something like that or right. something like that. And then so his wife, Ronnie, was fooling around with Marty, who was the coach that got kicked off. And Marty mm -hmm. was an Olympic competitor against the new coach, who is now coach coaching at The Rock, this sort of Eastern European S guy. Sasha. Sasha. Yes, exactly. Uh and uh, the, I think that's the only family that makes sense to me. I could sort of see Kaylee's parents being that and that being an actual family. Emily's mom makes no sense to me. Like how they could be mother and daughter makes no sense to me. And, yeah, because the mom is just such an idiot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's talk about, you know, painted nails and things like that, you know? Yes. She would qualify in pretty much everything of the list that we talked about as high maintenance. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then, you know, Perry Gilpin from Frasier is the mother of Payson, who is like the the blondest, serious gymnast ever. And they're like the sort of her and her fa husband are like the kind of everyday down on their luck kind of parents. Yeah, they're like on, on, on Beverly Hills, the original Beverly Hills 90210. They were like. Um, you know, Jason Brandon and uh, Brenda's parents, you know, the ones that they were supposed to be the moral sort of compass. Right. Yeah. And I don't see how they could possibly have Payson as a kid. And then, you know, the there's Lauren with her dad who started off as sort of this evil person and now is like, you know, dating what Lauren calls the church lady. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and Lauren and her dad kind of go back and forth. I don't think they quite figure out what to do with those characters because they go from being evil and bitchy to being like sweet and misunderstood. And, you know, isn't that life, Jason? I guess what I loved. Okay. You talked about the fashion show episode. There's two things that I love. Well, there, there's so many things I love about that, that show, but mm -hmm. I love in the fashion show episode, how each and every mother and daughter pair got their own sit down, talk together with, with a heartfelt music playing in the background scene. Yes. Whoever does the music is just probably the most heavy handed um, composer in the business. Oh, yes. Yes. And all the like ABC synchronicity uh, trying to get their pop stars music into the show every second uh -huh. happens a lot, too. Uh, and I also love whenever something scandalous happens, uh, there's always somebody who just so happens to be driving by or walking by or looking on right as something scandalous happens. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's my that's one of my favorite TV devices in these things. It's that and on the show Gossip Girl that I watch a lot, whenever there's something about to be told that would actually resolve something or you know, help a character make sense of something a phone call rings and the person says, I have to take this. Right. <laughs> and so it gets interrupted for yet, like, you know, for like 13 more weeks. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Uh, the other thing that I noticed that I love is um, like, uh, okay, so there's these four girls. And if I were a teenage boy, I would go, Kaylee's way too pretty and unapproachable. I can't have her. Lauren is like way too hot and sultry and she'd never go for me. Uh, Payson mm. is like, you know, this ice cube. So I'd never go for her. So I'd be like, well, Emily, you know, is kind of cute. She's not the hottest of the bunch. But, you know, I think I would go for Emily. And I think I'd have a shot with Emily. And I love how in the show, every guy is that guy. Like every single guy yeah. is into Emily, you know? I personally, and, and this is like, if they were of age, <laughs> right? I like Payson. Payson, she is thick as a brick, that one. You really? See her? Oh, see, I think Payson is just an ice cube. I'm not into Payson at all. <laughs> oh, man. She's just built like concrete, though. Right. Yeah. Oh, she's a powerful gymnast. That she is a powerful gymnast. That reminds me that I, the other thing I love is the remember on the old Star Trek episodes where they would show Shatner's face and then they'd go to a wide shot and there'd be a very obvious stunt double doing the fighting and then they'd cut back in to yeah. watch uh, Kirk falling on the ground. Uh, there's uh -huh. there's a lot of that happening in this 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 these incredible gymnastics and then a cut and then the girls land <laughs> and they're you, the ones who you land and it's to their face and they do the pose where they they arch their backs and, and, and look, you know, and smile for the judges. I, I, I see that all. Yeah, you're right. You know what? I wanted to ask you, though, all of a sudden, you know, for the first, say, four episodes, the Payson's mom and dad were always like a package deal. Yeah. You know, in every scene, it was 
the two of them, right. you know, and the dad would say, hey, you know, honey, what do you think about this? And it, it would, you know, they would banter back and forth. He has been noticeably absent the last two episodes, whereas her role has been heightened. Right. Well, now she's the you know, manager, she, you know, she's the manager, the manager of the rock, of the rock right? Yeah. I personally, here's just, I'm just calling it early. I think there's going to be a little bit of a love tension thing happening between Sasha and her. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that happening. You see that happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's kind of milfy for sure. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, she was hot on Frasier, so, you know, she was the hot girl. On, well, she wasn't. She's the got that girl. accent, though, that I can't stand, that Midwestern accent. And, and, and that's not any of our listeners that live in the Midwest because your accents I love. Right. But this particular Midwestern accent drives me bananas. Yeah, well, that actress has a very distinctive voice. So, okay, I, I could just talk about Make It or Break It forever and ever, but we are wrapping up. We are net here, heading to the end here, so we will talk more about this next week because there'll be plenty more to catch up on. And maybe you and I can yes. just, just, just <laughs> talk about it off the air. Really quick, though, Jace, what did you think about the band? The, there's a band, of course. There has to be a rock band and. There's a, there's a band that uh, Emily is kind of embroiled. Two of the members are kind of fighting for her affection. Right. And Kaylee's brother, for that matter. Uh, they're all sort of fighting over Emily. Oh, that's right. That's what You're I right. mean. She's got a, a, a triangle or a rhombus. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like every guy sort of is into Emily, you know. Uh, it's a love rhombus. It is a love rhombus. The... Um, you mean what did I think of their music, or what did I think of the fact yes. that they were so incredibly the, the music <laughs> and their portrayal? Because you have like the the one the drummer guy is just you know, hey what's up you want a beer, <laughs> and then then there's Rocket who you know whatever Razor the guy's name is Razor or something stupid yeah, like that. Yeah, well he's the he's the he's the guy who used to work at the pizza joint, right? Who suddenly had to leave town for some mysterious reason. Oh, he went to go didn't he go play? Isn't he touring with some other band right now? I guess, man. And then there's the, I guess, the other guy who's currently vying for Emily's affection is the the brain, the talent of the band, right? He writes the songs. Yeah, well, he knows he knows his history of the Stones, right? He's he's really he knows yeah. his stuff. Yeah, that's all it takes to impress. Apparently, is a little knowledge of the Stones, and you're you're getting in somebody's leotard. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Oh, but he, now he can't because that postcard arrived from Razor. Yeah. Leotard, though. How great is it just to say that and to see it? <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah, the, I, I couldn't. Uh, I loved that scene where they were at the, the rave or whatever it was and the band like, yeah, we're going to start playing. And they were like this immaculately produced, beautiful sound system. Uh, yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't the FI. No, no. But few bands are. Yes. True. True. Indeed. Well, maybe on the on the blog, www.whatdovesa.com, I'll bring back the daily fetish, which is really a weekly fetish, and I'll, I'll make it something about, to do with leotards and gymnasts or, or spandex at the very least. All right, I'm in. I, I will be checking that out, and I will be continuing to catch up on uh, – there's 30 episodes total of Make It or Break It uh, wow. that are in the – We're like – well, we're about a – what? A sixth of the way through. Oh, I can't get enough of it. Every time I, I, I just I, I watch it and then I instantly want to watch <laughs> the next one. And I'm sort of parceling it out now because I can feel the end coming. I mean, I know I'm only six episodes in, but mm -hmm. I, and the mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> and the new season doesn't start until March, so I, I kind of don't want to, you know, stack my make it or break it. But I, I just I, I can't get enough of it. Love it, love it. Dude, every night at dinner, that's what we watch now. Fantastic. So uh, let's talk. Uh, let's talk weekend, Jace. Well, okay. first of all, you should you should get the listeners caught up on your uh, experience at the Ovation Awards. Oh, uh, sure. Okay, yeah. Don't leave uh, them hanging, man. They care deeply. Right. Well, I did not win an Ovation Award. I can say that much. Yes, you did. You were nominated. I well, yes, actually, and I I went with my friend, uh, a, a friend who was a girl, um, who was just who was wearing the most beautiful red cocktail dress. Um, so I think that really, much like um, our guest last week was telling me, I think that really amped up my score. Um, ah. Yeah. I, I, she went into the restroom, and I was waiting for her outside the restroom, and two girls came out, and one of them was a girl that I used to date. Um, and she was, like, a little, you know, thrown seeing me there in a tuxedo. But then when uh, my guest came out, uh, I could see the uh, – <laughs> I could see, or maybe I was just projecting – that um, there was a bit of a, whoa, how did he end up with that gorgeous gal kind of thing going on? 
Because that's how you roll, Jason. That's how I roll. I, I pretend that I'm more important than I really am. And I bring a friend who's beautiful. <laughs> what's that, what's that uh, abused adage? In, uh, fake it till you make it. Yeah, exactly. Not make it or break it. Fake it till you make it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, they there was I think there was something like 25 awards uh, announced and it was just it wasn't like at a, a the Academy Awards where there's performances and, and a big stage set. There was basically a podium on the stage uh, with a neon sign behind it that said Ovation Awards and the presenters would come out and announce and someone would come up and get their award and, and give their speech. So I'm going to say there's about 25 awards. Mine was the 10th award announced so i had you know a a good half an hour 45 minutes sally struthers won just before me and she rambled on forever um so that was kind of suspenseful just before my award was announced um so and then when i didn't win or my name was not announced uh, i had two or three awards to be upset about it and wish i wasn't Uh there and, and and lament the fact that i had a whole another show to sit through and then i really had the experience of sitting in the audience at a show where they were announcing awards and being one of the few people there who actually had been nominated. And I was able to sit and be happy with that. So nice. I'm still happy. Did with you, that. when when your name wasn't announced, did you just let out a guttural fuck? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. But next time I will. Yeah. You know, but no, was it, was it one of those things where, when the announcement came, obviously, because you want to win. Everybody wants to win. I get that. Yeah. But when it didn't happen, did you kind of like, you know, deep sigh, put on the brave face? And did you have to get up and shake the winner's hand or anything like that? Was it no. set up like that? Or? No, no, not at all. It was a, I mean, it was a theater. So it was, we were all sitting in seats and it's, there's probably a hundred, ah. hundred seats along the row. Oh, okay. Gotcha. 30. So it wasn't yeah. like circular tables and stuff like that where you're, you sit next to, you know, nominees and stuff like that. Yeah. And I was prepped to not win. You know, I was prepped to not hear my name announced. Uh, That's and- how I go through life, Jason. So perfect. See, exactly. That's why we uh, that's why we have such great therapists. <laughs> so that was the Ovation Awards. And then I was out of town this last weekend. Um, I'm back now. And uh, this coming weekend, He's I think back. I'm just going to catch up on all my uh, all my films that have been nominated for the Academy Awards that I'm going to mm-hmm. watch all the screeners for. So that's that's sort of my plan for this weekend. And you? I'm pulling for Winter's Bone because it's the only one I saw and I really liked it. Oh, I didn't see Winter. That's the only one I haven't seen. Actually, that's not true. I haven't seen True Grit or The Kids Are All Right or The Fighter. <laughs> but I, I have all of those, so it feels like I've seen them. I've, I've got them all here in my home. Nice. Yeah. No, I think you'll like Winter's Bone. I thought it was really, really well done. It was a different, a different type of movie. Oh, okay. So I'll leave it at that. But uh, that's cool. So you little opportunity to get caught up in the your your film you love watching films so that's that sounds like a fabulous weekend actually yes thank you and then i'm i'm i have uh rehearsals i forgot i'm i'm in rehearsals for the play i'm directing so i have uh, that's right what's the title of the play successor Ooh, i like it is it an action film or an action play uh there's action in it there's some gunfire and some guns drawn and some uh you know some cat and mouse stuff happening that was actually uh our when is it gonna do you know when it's gonna go up because maybe I, i'd like to come down for that well it, we open on february 15th and we run for five weeks with the possible extension for six weeks so i think uh there's okay a, you know a month and a half uh that it's playing on a tuesday and wednesday night um nice i'll, I'll have to uh I'll, i'm gonna make that happen I'm, I'm gonna do my darndest to make that happen yeah i'd appreciate it i appreciate you and anybody within the sound of my voice coming out to see successor and the evening of one act plays yes so. so as you're busy not liking us on facebook you could be making plane reservations to go down to la and see jason's play exactly perfect yeah i'm sure we'll, we'll i'll see you there so uh that 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 all that all sounds very 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 fulfilling yeah, it is very fulfilling, and I'm, I, I need to get back to my novel in earnest. So that's what's going on yes. with me. What about you, Rob? Well, actually, Jace, I uh, you know it's been a crazy beginning to the year. I, I've been sick. This nasty cold has been lingering, so that I hate. I'm I'm one of those people that just I nobody likes being sick, but I hate being sick. Like it, it crazes me, and I and 
everything's a germ to me and I'm, you know, cleaning constantly and just, I don't like being sick. I'm, I, I like to be operating at, you know, whatever, at least 85% at all times. So I've been battling that. It's been kind of driving me crazy. But I have been chipping away at this writing career of mine. And I have actually – I've realized something. That when I just kind of toss off something, like an email requesting something, like an interview or access to, to an artist that I, I like or a free ticket, those are the times I get back. But when I invest a lot of time and effort and thought into it, Nothing comes from it. So I jotted off a quick email last week. There's this uh, very talented singer-songwriter from Nashville coming to town uh, named Tristan. And she's playing here, and I definitely was going to go see her regardless. But I figured, well, she's coming, and not a lot of people know who she is. Maybe I can get an interview. So I just wrote an email off to her record label, and it was like one of those generic email addresses where it's you know, just – to no one at record, record label. Right, yeah. And I hear back, I hear back from, I guess, the PR people that, you know, handle her. And I'm going to be able to interview Tristan before the show, which is very exciting. That is exciting. And, yeah, it's a, you know, it's a good experience for me. And I'll get to play that on the podcast, the music, what Dubé said about music. So that'll be awesome. I bagged a good interview. And I wrote a piece on the blog, an interview with this um, band Free Energy, and so I figured, you know, I did them a solid, you know, posted it up there, hyped it a bit, you know, got a lot of people checking it out. So I wrote to the person that was their PR representative and they're playing tonight. And I said, I know it's last minute, but any chance you can put me on the list and maybe I can talk with the fellas, get a couple, you know, quick, you know, questions in and play that on the podcast. Well, lo and behold, I hear back. I'm on the list for tonight with a photo pass. Hey. Which means I can be that jerk off that steps in front of everybody with his camera and, and angles and gets the best, you know, best shots. Nice. And uh, and I'll I'll get to uh, approach the band and ask them a few questions and play that on the podcast. So um, I'm just uh, surprised at you know, careful what you wish for. Yeah, exactly. Grease those wheels, and that's an interesting lesson as far as what uh, the face you present is the face that people see. So if you present desperation, then people get turned off. And if you present exactly. confidence and ease, then things are confident and easy for you. Yeah, so I'm going to I'm going to take that lesson to heart and uh and use it. And then uh geez, what else? Just tr- trying to uh trying to start really uh navigating the the treacherous job waters and get uh get get some momentum moving on that. It's 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 tough market up here, but I got to trump the the toughness and, and, and get tough myself and find something. Great. I, I, I honor that. Can you tell that I've spent a weekend with my therapist with the way I'm talking? <laughs> yeah, I like that, actually. It's funny because I, I, I met with a, with a new therapist. Um, or is, what's a therapist? Is it a psychiatrist, therapist, psychologist? What's the difference? Uh, well, mine, mine is not a psychiatrist or a psychologist, so I call her my therapist because she's a therapist. Ah. Uh, if you're seeing a psychologist or a psychiatrist, then, you know, I don't know. Which one are you seeing? I'm seeing a doctor, a psychiatrist, who... Okay. It turns out they just like writing prescriptions. Yeah, well, that's what they do. They, that's... Yeah. Did you? So you have a prescription now, is that right? Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because they have you take this questionnaire, you know, where they ask you a series of, of questions about you know, where you fall on this sort of continuum. Like, are you sad all the time, some of the time? You know, do you find that you don't want to be around people? All these questions, right? Right. And, it, and it's a snapshot. It's based within the last couple of weeks it's supposed to refer to. So I'm, I'm trying to, you know, do due diligence and answer it honestly, you know? And I'm like, yeah, quite, quite frankly, yeah, I'm, I'm not that happy this week. Or I don't want to be around people this week. And then I get the results back, and it's like, I'm like, so how'd I do, Doc? You know, like, and he's like, oh yeah, they probably, even if somebody saw this, they probably recommend you come see somebody. Oh. So I was like, wow, I did. I answered that one a little too good. Yeah, well, there you go. You have to be honest with yourself if you're actually reaching out for help. If you want to get the help that's addressing you, and you know, they, it, that doesn't come in a pill. So hopefully, your uh, your psychiatrist is also offering you tools and. Yeah, he's a, yeah. Well, he, uh, we had our first meeting, so it's it's hard to tell. He is a, he is a nut, you know, and 
and he does love to talk. So I don't know if 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 I'm gonna kind of if this is role reversal psychiatry, where I listen and he talks. Wow. Yeah, I don't know about that. Well, at least you got someone who's talking back to you. As an introductory meeting, he may have been laying out his who he is so that you know that you're comfortable with him. So if you're comfortable with him, and then you can go back and yeah. and talk with him, you know. That's how I viewed it. Well, he's a UCLA Bruin, so I like Bruins. I get along well with uh, UC. You're a UCLA Bruin. I am. I am a Bruin. Go Bruins. UCLA. Yeah. Yes. UCLA, go fight win. So we'll see. But I, I have no issue with that, you know, with that science. So that's why I have no problem talking about it. I don't have an issue with that science either. I just, uh, I, I, the, the therapist that I found just turns out not to have a, well, doesn't have a psychiatrist or a psychologist doctorate. She has a, a MCFT um, or MFCT, one or the other, whatever. I got Marriage you. and family, chill of counseling, therapist, marriage and child, family, whatever it's called. Oh, I wanted to also, this is on a completely unrelated note, but actually the fact, the mere fact that we talk about that probably is directly related to the fact that, you know, we, we both see people in that, in, in that profession. Um, I wanted to tell you about the WDS network. Oh, okay. Tell me some. Okay. So the, the, the channel that we had forgotten about that we love so much is the biography. Channel. Oh yes. Yes. Of course. The biography channel. Of course. Yes. And so coming up, there is going to be a uh, – it's one of those sort of uh, murder mystery types of things where uh, a, a happily married couple, the husband gets off, and the, wa- the wife is a prime suspect. And ooh, get this one. It's starring Joanna Kearns. Oh, great. That's going to be right? as exciting as uh, that Gina Lola Brigida retrospective they had, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Exactly. So Joanna Kearns, and I, and I hear it gets a little risque. There's some steamy scenes in that one. I will set my DVR. And we have, well, actually, this is kind of a, this will show you what, what happens when a little bit of fame goes to somebody's head. So Galvin, who we were kind enough to give his own TV show. Right, yeah. Yeah. yeah he, now, he's, he's on my couch, mind you, so, and I don't have that big a place, not accepting my phone calls. Yeah, I have to actually go through his agent, which guess, in, in another turn, guess who his agent is? Reba. Oh, no. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that guy working it. Look at him go. That yeah. Galvin. Yeah, so I don't know how that's going to affect our show, but I'm going to give Reba a, a talking to later. Well, we'll see how many likes Galvin has on his Facebook page. Yeah, no doubt, right? Well, we'll stay posted on that. We'll stay posted on The Bachelor. We'll stay posted on Make It or Break It. We will have Snark Tank next week. And this week is done. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Great. Uh, well, good to be back in the I saddle. Yeah, I, I, we yes. went a little long this week, but we didn't give everybody an episode last week. So we thought we would. Yeah. We had a lot of information to squeeze in. So thanks for listening, listeners. Thanks for emailing. Thanks for calling. Steve from Union City. Uh, our homework assignment yep. for next week, Rob. All right. Well, Jay's always a pleasure. Thanks a bunch, man. You always put me in a good mood, and uh, you succeeded again, sir. All right. Fantastic. And I, you. And listeners, we love you. We truly, truly do love you. Do reach out to us because it's important. It makes us feel like uh, we're, we're fulfilling a, a need. Think of us as your own personal therapist, psychiatrist. There you go. Fantastic. And we will, pres- we will prescribe swag bags for people. <laughs> I thought we had a swag bag to give out this week, but maybe we can get to that next week. We're going to give it out to Kelsey Grammer, but I, I honestly want to know a little bit more because he may not be deserving of a swag bag. All right. Well, the suspension builds. We will find out next week. <laughs> All right. Bye, Rob. Bye, Jace.